Welcome to the Power Through the Fourth Whistle Roller Derby Podcast. This is Jackie Bauer. Thank you for joining me today on the path to becoming better athletes, teammates, leaders, and human beings. Got a really good topic for you this week. I'm sure it sounded pretty interesting in the subject line there, and you're wondering what the heck I'm going to talk about. Well, before I get to that, I'm actually going to tell you just a little bit about another podcast that I think you would find very, very interesting. So uh, if you're in the roller derby community, you might know this already, but if you don't, there is a new podcast out there called the Strong Athletic Podcast with Nadia Keene, who many of you know as Smarty Pants. Now she's going by her human name, Nadia. And I've listened to the first two episodes, and I've got to say, you know, I started my podcast because there just wasn't a roller derby podcast out there in the world that was addressing what I wanted to hear and still being updated. You know what I mean? Like, I really wanted stuff on mindset. I wanted stuff on improving, getting better at roller derby, uh, coaching, like the works, current events in derby, like... I wanted it all, and it just wasn't there. And this one, this one's pretty good. I really like Nadia. She's coming at it from a different direction than I do in my podcast, in that she has years of experience with coaching and being an athlete in sports of rowing and roller derby. And that doesn't mean that I'm going to stop doing my podcast because. Now that I'm hooked, I just genuinely love doing this, you guys. I love getting to share my thoughts. I still have so many left to share. I have a list of topics, guys. We've barely scratched the surface of the things I want to talk about. But I think you should also be listening to Strong Athletic. Go subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And I'm going to tell you just a little bit more about, well, I know her smarty pants. I met Smarty Pants at a camp in Grand Rapids that she was doing with Jackie Daniels. This was a few years ago now, actually a while ago now. And I remember the biggest takeaway I learned from her was just communication in the pack. She always talked in a very calm voice, whether she was coaching or playing. And she said this very clearly, I'm not going to talk louder than this. This is where I'm going to be at the whole time. And I really took that to heart. I changed the way I communicated in the pack because the way I had been taught previously had been, you know, when things go bad, yell. And that doesn't help anyone. I really like the calm approach, you know, just kind of, you know, soft and sexy voice. My voice never will sound like that, but I do make it really calm. And if you like listening to a calm voice, her whole podcast sounds like that. And one more nice story about Miss Smarty Pants. So uh, at Champs 2017, there was an air guitar contest during halftime of one of the games. And our beloved coach Dan, my husband, he, he did us all proud. He was intense. He was energetic. He was robbed of first place by a lovely young lady in a unicorn costume, but he came in second and he got an inflatable guitar. 
But the thing that happened afterward was uh, Coach Dan doesn't do intervals. Coach Dan doesn't do cardio. So when Coach Dan goes out there and gives his all in this amazing air guitar competition, poor guy reacted the way many of you probably did the first time you did a time trial for laps. He was puking into a trash can. <laughs> poor Coach Dan. I didn't know about this. I was off in the stands. And only one person stopped and asked if he was okay and if they could help. And this one person was Smarty Pants. So I have to say thank you, Smarty Pants, for looking after my husband when he was puking after being too awesome at air guitar. You are a wonderful human being. Thank you for getting him to the medics. Obviously, he's fine now. But if you are... If you all are intrigued by a deep dive into the relationship between coach and athlete, go check out the Strong Athletic Podcast. I recommend it. Boom. All right. Moving to the topic of our podcast today on Power Through the Fourth Whistle. A little introduction here. So uh, at the beginning of the year, I did an episode on New Year's goals. Not particularly setting goals so much as how to achieve the goals once you've set them. Like how to approach tackling these goals. And in all that, I hadn't successfully set one for myself yet. <laughs> so this was um, several weeks ago now. We're driving to practice because we're going to have this, this team meeting where we talk about our goals. And everyone has to bring at least one individual goal for themselves and then goals that they want for the team. And I realized, man, I feel like I'm being such a hypocrite as I I really haven't figured out my goal yet. I've been playing since 2010, and I, I feel like I've accomplished so many of the things I've wanted to, I just never know what to set my sights on anymore. So Coach Dan is driving, and he helps break it down for me, and he asks, well, what is the one thing you wish you could accomplish more than anything? And if I had to only pick one thing, one thing, that I could conquer, it would be responding to pressure in important games, really close games. When it comes to most games where you're ahead by a bunch or behind by a bunch, no problem, not an issue. But it only happens a few times a year, but I've been playing this game too long to still have this happen to me. And I want to kick it once and for all. I'm talking about games where you're against a rival, someone that your team is just really evenly matched with, games where you're fighting for something really important like a trophy. Honestly, I have no problem blocking in high-pressure games. In fact, oddly enough, I thrive on it and probably do some of my best playing in high-pressure games as a blocker. But when it comes to jamming, which is something I'm pretty good at, for the level we play at, I get worried about doing well. And while I could try to solve this problem by just sticking to blocking, that does not solve the problem. That runs away from the problem of jamming in high pressure situations. And I don't want to run away. I want to conquer this. It'll make me a better person. So Coach Dan thinks for a bit and he says, you need to punch that shark in the nose. To which I was delighted, because I love sharks, but I asked him to explain. He said, basically, that on these occasions, it's like you're out to sea, adrift. No one can reach you. 
No one knows how to reach you. And as you're bobbing up and down in the waves, like looking for a way back to shore, the sharks begin to circle you. It's like you're just waiting for the inevitable. Finally, a shark approaches, ready to attack. You could just let it happen. You could let that shark eat you. Or you could punch it in the nose, show it who's boss, get away. Swim out of the situation to the waiting boat and save yourself. Save yourself. Now, I don't know how well this strategy actually works in the real world against a real shark, but my eyes lit up and I latched onto this metaphor. This is what I need to do. I need to punch sharks in the nose. Now I'm gonna be obviously sharing a lot of personal information this week, personal stories, but the idea is I feel like this is a common problem. I'm sure I'm not the only one that goes through this and I'm hoping that by getting vulnerable and giving you a lot of truthism into my journey, that I can also assist you in yours and do something that will help you when you get into one of these situations where you need to be punching sharks. So how does one actually do this? It has taken me a few weeks to map out a plan, but now I have four steps in my battle plan for tackling this reaction once and for all for this year, and I'm gonna share them with you in case it helps you or someone else on your team. So step number one, it has to start with the journey inward. You have to find the cause. Why is this happening? Why does this happen on game day? Is this every game day? Is this only some game days? Now, I've already told you my game day situation is incredibly specific. It is not every game day. It is game days where the pressure is super on. But why is the pressure super on? So I chatted about this a lot on that drive to this meeting with Coach Dan. Went down the list of possibilities. And I'm going to go down even the ones I've ruled out with you because maybe one of these is you. Was I, do I feel physically prepared going into the game? Is the problem that I didn't think I prepared enough? For me, honestly, it isn't because I do a lot of preparation on my own outside of practice and during practice to get ready for these situations. When I think about the tournament last year, I don't think that there's anything else I could, well, I mean, there's always something else you could have done, but I feel like I prepared really well for that tournament. So it's not that. Did I eat right that day? Oh my gosh, there's been so much trial and error over the years on what to eat on bout day. It has been a saga. And uh, bout day prep, like physical, mental, like just regular bout day prep, that will be a future episode because I think I've made every mistake out there. So I can definitely share some, share some gems with you guys. But when I keep going down the list of the things it could be, when it really comes down to it, the factor that throws me off, like why do I have pressure in this situation is honestly worrying about letting down my team, worrying about letting down my coach, who is my husband, which makes it that much harder, and letting down myself. I look around at everyone else, I get worried, I'm not gonna live up to what they have come to expect from me in this tough game that there's actually a name for that, and it is imposter syndrome. 
And I'm just going to tease it for right now because that is its own episode. There's too much to go into. We're not going to go into it today. So let's just table that because if that sounds intriguing to you and like it might be something you deal with, it's coming. Don't worry. Just stick with me. I worry about uh, letting the team down. I worry about letting myself down. And I actually listen to another podcast sometimes uh, called Happier with Gretchen Rubin. Just every once in a while, it's kind of fun. And she wrote a book called The Four Tendencies. Basically, you have a tendency to be one of these four types in response to expectations. They're called upholder, questioner, obliger, or rebel. A questioner will always question why when someone asks them to do something. They really won't do anything that doesn't make sense for themselves or for others. A rebel is less likely to do something if someone else tells them to. It's just not in their nature. Like they might have wanted to do something, but the second it becomes like a command from someone else, they're like, uh, no, no, I don't want to. It's just a funny thing. And again, like this doesn't mean you're like this in every situation. It just means that one of these is more dominant than the others. Obliger. They hold very highly the expectations of others and they will bend over backward doing things for others, but they don't seem to be able to stick for goal to goals or plans for themselves. They let them slip away in favor of a task for someone else. And then finally, the one I fall into, the upholder. The upholder cares very much about their own expectations and the expectations of others. Like, Literally, letting themselves down or others down is equally painful. A to-do list for myself or a to-do list that I have to do for other people, same thing. They try very hard to please others and achieve every goal on their own list, even if it doesn't make sense. What's hilarious about this, side note, is that I'm married to a questioner, so I'm running around trying to do a whole bunch of things that are on my list for myself and other people, and he's like, but do you really need to do that? And I'm like, yeah, but why? Because I have to. I don't want to let this person down. And he's like, that's not a good reason to do it. It makes for very interesting conversations. So I digress. This is where I'm coming from. Letting myself down, letting the team down. These things are, oh, they are the worst. So let's go back in time here. I go to this meeting, this goals meeting with my team, and it's my turn to speak. And I explain my goal to the team. I'm going to punch sharks in the nose. After the laughter had died down, I explained everything I just told you that we talked about in the car. My teammate and captain asked, okay, so when we notice this is happening with you, what should we do? What can we do to help as your team? Like, what can I do as your captain? Is there something I can do for you? And my answer was, Honestly, I don't know right now, but I am working on it and I'll let you all know when I figure it out. Sometimes it's okay to not know the answer right away. And I've taken a few weeks to really dissect the issue and I do believe I have found the answer. The first step was the journey inward to find the root of the problem and the next three steps are how to overcome the problem. So the second step is going to be how to translate this information, the root of the problem, into something actionable. But uh, I'm going to do that right after a super quick break from the sponsor of today's episode. Stick around just for a second and listen to me talk about stuff. 
Okay. Thank you for listening to our sponsor. It really helps pay the bills around here and keeps our podcast going. So step number two, we identified my problem was worrying about winning the game for my team and for myself. I put too much on my shoulders that I needed to go out there and win this, but that's the wrong approach. It's too outcome-based. Pressure is in our minds. No one can force pressure upon us. We do this to ourselves. It's in your imagination. And when I hear that, I always think of like SpongeBob in a rainbow. Imagination. Uh, <laughs> so I don't actually have the power to win a game. Bonnie Thunders does not have the power to win a game. Scald Eagle does not have the power to win a game. I could name tons of people, but it looks like they do sometimes. But really, it's all about your attitude mindset, and actions. They stay in the moment. They're doing their best moment to moment because that's all they can do. When you see in these big games, like what you're seeing is their teammates respond to that attitude and mindset and they're getting on board. When you see momentum swinging for a team, it can all start with one skater, like Curly Horror, deciding they aren't giving up and they're going to do something awesome right now. The higher the expectations are for yourself or the expectations that you perceive from the people around you, worrying about the outcome, like the lower your sense of calm is going to be. Like if that first jam doesn't go the way you expect it to, the more stress and pressure you're going to experience, it will keep building throughout the game until you find a way to deal with it. Focusing too much on beating the other team means you're not concentrating on what you can do to prepare and perform. So again, focus on what you can control, yourself, your attitude, and your actions. There's this uh, writer, Ryan Holiday. He's written books like The Obstacle is the Way, Ego is the Enemy. Those are the only two I've read personally. They're both pretty good. And he has this quote, ignore what other people are doing. Ignore what's going on around you. There is no competition. There is no objective benchmark to hit. There is simply the best you can do. That's all that matters. Boom. Like a knowledge bomb just exploded in my brain. So we got to make it smaller. Just focus on one or two things you can do in the process. So another like story from my past. I still remember my very first game ever. I was on the roster I had only been doing roller derby for a couple of months, and here I was in a three-jammer rotation with veteran skaters. I saw my mentor, a skater uh, derby named Fly, on the sidelines before the game, and I asked her if she had any last-minute advice. I was, like, really nervous about not knowing what all the penalty signals were or doing something stupid because I don't know all the strategy yet or really what's going on at all, <laughs> just goofing it up. And she just said, skate low and fast. Just focus on those two things. This advice like really cleared my mind that day. Roller derby went a lot faster back in 2010, but I dropped everything else I was worrying about and just kept repeating to myself, low and fast, low and fast. No matter what happens, just stay low and fast. And you know what? I got lead my first jam. I got lead several times. I did pretty good. 
The other team even tried to run it long against me in one jam I didn't get lead, but the score finished out 10 to 8, you know, with me getting the 8 because I focused on going low and fast and nothing else. And even though it wasn't called off when it normally would be, you know, the jam didn't go as I, I expected, I just still concentrated on those two things and they eventually called it off because the strategy wasn't working. I was almost even with them, so they weren't really getting ahead. Everything was just fine. It was great even. So focusing on the little things you can do step-by-step, step, focus on the process. If you watch The Prophet, Marcus Simonis says, focus on the process. All right, before I get to step number three, I'm gonna take another quick break where you can learn about how you might be able to help our little podcast. Hey there, friends. Wanna know how you can support the Power Through the Fourth Whistle Roller Derby podcast and look super cool doing it? Our store has a bunch of roller derby designs that can be put on all kinds of super soft, high quality t-shirts, tank tops, sweatshirts, hoodies, notebooks, mugs, stickers, blankets, and more at Threadless. Whether you love cartoon animals on roller skates, like our Apex Predator T-Rex or Jamma Llama, to messages like Roller Derby Strong and My Mom Plays Roller Derby, there's really something for everybody. Visit powerforthwhistle.threadless.com. That's P-O-W-E-R, the number four, T-H-W-H-I-S-T-L-E dot threadless.com. Thank you for your support and back to our show. And we're back. All right. Step number three. All right. Steps number one was we figured out the problem. Step number two, we figured out how to make the problem smaller and concentrate on the little things and how to avoid all the ridiculous big things that we don't have control over, like the outcome. Step three, we're going to practice high pressure situations and dealing with them. These can really be anything at first. Like I actually, my imagination has no, no limit on what these could be. But you have to put yourself in high-pressure situations and prove that you're going to be okay. Anything that's going to get your heart rate up, the butterflies in your tummy, anything where you feel like you want to bail on it, this is something you should do. I'm not saying do anything life-threatening. Like, don't be stupid, but do things that are safe but make you nervous. <laughs> so this could be public speaking. This could be karaoke. I'm not saying go bungee jumping, but you have to practice opportunities for shark punching. So recently I did the 100 burpee challenge. I originally did this back in October as the last step in Chrissy Crash's seven day course. She was offering for free at that time. And I couldn't help but notice that for there was a large amount of people in the group, not many actually took this last challenge on. Uh, they were intimidated by it. I myself did a time-lapse video for accountability, so I couldn't back out. When somebody gives me a challenge like this, I just have to do it. It's somebody else's expectation. They've, they've, they've basically drawn a line in front of me and been like, cross it. And I'm like, heck yeah, I'm across that line. <laughs> I have to because I'm, I'm an upholder. <laughs> so I did okay. I did... I did better than I thought I was going to do. And I was like, oh, okay, that's, that's fine. Fast forward to a couple months later, I decided to do it again. Didn't do any prep for it, just like the time before. 
and finished at the exact same time. Like it was, it was stupid. It was like to the second. It was weird. And I had done another video for myself and for accountability. And I was like, well, geez, um, nothing changed. And why should I expect it to? I didn't actually prepare. Uh, but I noticed on that day, that day that I did this, our Facebook followers had hit 1,400 people exactly. And it gave me an idea. Like, you know what? That's a good round number. I'm going to put out a public decree that I will do this again at 1,500. And I'm going to do it better. I expected it to take about a month. I, I had like a month-long plan. But um, you guys were too awesome. And uh, I only got two weeks to train. <laughs> so my plan was I was going to do 100 burpees every day. They did not always have to be in a row. They could be in smaller sets, but they always had to be at least 100 every day to get used to you're doing this. It's kind of like when you do your time trial and you don't just skate for five minutes. You skate till you get to the 27 laps because you need to get used to feeling what 27 laps feels like, not what five minutes feels like. So I researched how to approach it. I learned that it was better to keep going and slow down if you had to than to stop for a rest break like I'd been doing. This made me impatient. I just wanted to go fast and then rest and then go fast and then rest. But that's not the best way. Going slower means you have to think about it more and you have to push through the crap more. And I didn't like that. I didn't like it at all. But that's what made it even more like, wow, I really do need to do this for myself because everything in me is rebelling against it. I have to do this. This is more mental than physical. It's very physical, but it is really hella mental. Okay. This is an exercise for mental toughness. I inserted the expectations of the followers on the Facebook page, even though, honestly, I don't think anybody really cared. Like, I don't think you guys were like at the edge of your seat. How's she going to do on her burpees? No one really cares. But I had to put it out there so I could imagine you caring <laughs> because I, 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 if it's just me, sometimes I'm going to let myself off the hook. I'm going to postpone things. I'm going to procrastinate. And I'm not going to do that if people are expecting it in my head. So Coach Dan asks me, why do you need to take a video? This doesn't make sense to me because he's a questioner. And I answered, because people would know if I quit. So it's going to push me to keep going when it gets hard. And it did. Like I was around 40 in and my mind was saying, you don't have to do this today. You can try another day. You ate snacks and drank alcohol yesterday because it had been Valentine's Day. Surely you can do better another day. And it just kept saying these soothing things to me. This doesn't have to happen. You can just turn that camera off. No one ever has to know. <sighs> my mind truly is the devil. So I gritted my teeth and I almost yelled, get behind me, Satan. But instead, I turned up my music and I drowned out those doubtful, those doubtful thoughts. I punched that shark with all my mental energy and kept going and going. And I finished a whole minute and 20 seconds sooner than the other times. It was flipping incredible. I could practically feel all the neural pathways in my brain lighting up and getting stronger because I had proved to myself I could do it. I could do it better. I could, it was way harder and I could freaking do this. 
So that's just one example. But I'm going to keep tackling things head on and not drawing into myself. Like we recently saw that uh, movie in theaters, Alita, Battle Angel. And I highly recommend it because uh, that cyborg really wants to play roller derby and she just does not know it yet. And uh, they play a pretty cool game in the movie that's similar to like old school roller derby when it was a race. But anyway, she it turns out she's like a warrior, a soldier. And the quote about her that stuck with me from the movie said in the amazing accent of Christoph Waltz that I cannot do is she's drawn to conflict. That's pretty awesome. That's what I'm going to be. I'm going to be drawn to conflict. So much of our lives is about avoiding conflict, avoiding things you don't want to do, like making phone calls or, you know, driving or whatever. <laughs> I mean, no wonder our hearts are like thumping out of our chests in a high intensity sport because we don't have to. Like our lives are so easy. We really don't have to have conflict if we want to avoid it. Things are very avoidable. So your body starts reacting like you're going to die. But no one is going to die if they lose a game. However, they are going to lose if they give in to the pressure. So thinking about number two again, we're going to relax. Focus on the process. Step three, we're going to put ourselves through intense situations with something on the line again and again and again and again to prove to our mind and body that everything about this is fine and we will survive this. Uh, my first solo episode a while back was called Fear is a Liar. And I told a story about where I had to um, confront an uh, alpha male baboon who uh, wanted to attack me on a volunteer trip. And I'm not going to go into that now because I, I told it in that episode, but I can face this down. I will face this down and you can too. All of us can too. So that brings me to step number four. Let your team help bring you back. Getting back to that earlier story, figure out what your life preserver is so that they can offer it to you if they start seeing the sharks circling. Because you're not alone. Sometimes it feels like you're alone out there. You're not. You have a whole team of people. This isn't tennis. You're not out there on your side of the court freaking out. You've got people you could physically touch <laughs> anytime if you wanted to. Uh, so side note, I was like really particularly touched by my teammate slash captain reaching out in this manner because... I have not always been close with this person. In fact, our relationship is practically a rom-com movie in the making. We didn't hit it off right away. Like, despite a lot of trying on both sides to make it work, I won't go into all the details, but like we both needed time away from each other. I think we both learned and grew up a lot in the last few years. And now we're on the same team again. When I came back to my current team, this was the one person I was worried wouldn't want me there. But that wasn't the case. Dan and I were both welcomed back. And now this person, who is also an amazing designer, is collaborating with me on our Power Through the Fourth Whistle Threadless store. And she actually did our newest design that's this adorable heart riding in a skate. It, like, you look at it, and it seems like it's yelling, wee! 
Like it's just having so much fun skating. And she made it cute for me. I didn't ask her to change the design. She made it super cute for me because she she knows me now and she knows what I'd like and she knows what my taste is. And so so getting back to the story, it just meant even more that this person who I have this history with cared about my feelings, my journey, my development so much. And the evolution of that relationship alone could be its own podcast episode. Like, so maybe I'll have her on and we'll chat about it because it might help you and your interpersonal relationships on your team. Like, I want to give you guys hope. <laughs> like, it might take some time, but you can actually develop some really amazing relationships in roller derby. But anyway, <laughs> going back to the story, your teammates care about you. They want you to succeed as much as you do. That thought I had before was that I have to go out there and win this game for my team and for myself. But I'm sure if I actually talked to them about their expectations, realistically, they'd probably say, we want you to go out there and do your best without holding anything back and try to have fun doing it. <laughs> That's all. I put so much pressure on myself that I won't live up to the idea of what I am in other people's minds. And it's not real. It's in my mind. My team just wants me to go out there and do the best I can do on that day. So team, you wanted to know what you could do. And if you're listening to this, I mostly want verbal cues like punch that shark or is it shark punching time? Or like, heck, you, you can sing baby shark to me. Like anything to snap me out of it, because I think if you call attention to it just by using the word shark in a sentence, it's going to make me remember my, the goal I've set in front of myself and that I need to do something about it right meow. So I, you know, I talked about it a lot at length in that episode last October about how to come back after losing the big one, if you want to go back and listen to that, but nobody was upset with me. They just wanted to help me unleash the shark punching beast inside that they see at most of our games and at practice like so gloves off it is shark punching season we are all gonna dominate we're gonna confront the pressure we're gonna just diffuse it with a big punch i'm gonna punch so many sharks this season you guys and i hope you'll be punching sharks along with me that brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you for being such great listeners. I love how much this is getting spread around. You guys are telling your friends. Thank you, each and every one of you. Please, if you just have a second, like subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. I've looked at the data. Most of you are listening on Apple. All you got to do is just very quickly open up the show. Just use your finger, scroll to the bottom, hit those stars, just take a second, leave like a quick note. It doesn't have to be Jackie's the most amazing ever because that's obnoxious. Just, you know, leave an opinion or tell me about you. Tell me about why you love roller derby, how you found roller derby, how you found this podcast, what you're hoping to hear in this podcast going forward. If you've got a topic idea for me, this is a great way to reach out to me because I read every single one of those reviews. I've had several people reaching out to me lately on social media and in the DMs saying that they love this podcast. Just take a second and write it on there because whatever the um, 
algorithm is for Apple Podcasts, that's the best way to help other people find it. If you hit those stars, leave a little message, other people will find the podcast too. Thank you to everyone who's already done it. And I hope a few more of you will do it this week. And again, we can be found on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, pretty much anywhere podcasts can be heard. You can follow our Facebook page, facebook.com slash power through fourth whistle. Uh, hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at power fourth whistle. That is with the number four. I do not spell out the word for fourth. It's just the number four, T-H, and then power and whistle are sandwiching it like, you know, a PBJ. And if you are interested in becoming a sponsor, derby businesses, like whatever, like if you if you want to get heard a little bit by this great derby audience we've got here, email powerforthwhistle at gmail.com. Again, that's P-O-W-E-R number four, T-H-W-H-I-S-T-L-E at gmail.com. See, I ended up spelling anyway. You can't get away from my spelling. Or send us a DM on any of the social stuff. Links and handles can be found in the show notes. So thank you, everybody. And we have been talking about derby and sharing derby thoughts. Pew, pew! Accept the lasers of positivity into your soul. Baby shark do 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 baby shark do 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 baby shark do 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 baby shark that's gonna be in your head all day. You're welcome.